But yes, as I am doing that, my question to you is, what time of the day do you typically start work? What is the earliest possible time that you would be at work? Somnio opens at 8, which means that Kat's there at 7 doing general opening duties like, yeah, okay, let's get the credit card machine booted up, make sure whoever closed last night remembered to close it out. Let's just double check the shelves, make sure I am not running out of anything. Because like two weeks ago, one of the girls did not order tonic water after using it all up. And that meant Kat opened the next day serving people straight gin and or gin and soda or gin and lime instead of gin and tonic. I see. That sounds like that would be a thing. Cat works at a mm, second tier-ish hostess <laughs> bar called, called Somnio. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's second tier because they don't have a dedicated bartender. Whichever girls are not with customers are running the bar. Ah, okay. Is it typically someone's responsibility to go out and restock things when things are totally gone? It's not a going out thing, it's a pl- it's a phoning in orders thing. Aha, okay, cool. Um, and that is the responsibility of whoever closes up the previous night. Mm-hmm. So, you close down the register, you do inventory, you order things so that they are delivered in the 7 to 8 p.m. window before the club opens the next day. Okay, so what time is it to remind me that we just discussed... So it is 19.30. Right, okay, cool. You are here. Who else is here? Emily, Eve, mm-hmm. is on thin shift today, too. Takes a little bit of the pressure off Kat, which is great. Nice. Kat's only assistant manager. <laughs> Emily, being manager-manager of the branch. You're attempting to resolve that issue very quickly. You have, like, a very brief phone issue where like when you get onto an operator for an, for one of those orders they're like i have no idea what street you said your place is i don't think we do a thing here and emily had to briefly sort that out and like just as that's like mostly resolved you see one of the one of the younger hostesses comes in who's not supposed to be in today just kind of like before you can even, like, really register who this is or why they're here, they just kind of very quickly wave to you and Emily and go all the way to the back room, like, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then Emily's like, weren't supposed to start for a bit? I don't know. I don't... I'm gonna check the roster again and make sure who's supposed to work. And, like, uh, she pulls up her phone because she does everything on her phone. And it's like Kat is not thinking much of it because it's pretty common for girls to come in on their off day because whoopsie doodle, I left something here last night. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, oh, I bet she forgot her phone. Okay. Emily keeps going through her phone and is like, yeah, I, I'm going to be right back. And she slips out to back room very quickly. Just you, by the phone, by the bar, by yourself in this, before the action really starts, mostly empty space at the moment. It's just kind of quiet there for a bit. And then the phone rings. Is it 8 o'clock yet? 
it is still like 640 something at this point. You just like spent like maybe 20 minutes alone by yourself. It is not eight at all. And the phone starts ringing. Cat picks up. Ugh. You hear breathing on the other end of the line. Cat hangs back up. <laughs> um, that is not the sound of someone calling in sick. That is not the sound of a reservation. The phone rings again. Thank you for calling Somnia. A very gruff, raspy voice says, Is Sarah going to be working tonight? You already know the answer to that question is no. Mm-hmm. You also know this is a weird request to be making over the phone. You either mm-hmm. know who you're coming to see, and you mm-hmm. make an appointment for the day that you know they're typically going to be there, or you make an appointment and you meet someone when you get here. This is kind of strange. I'm so sorry. We're not allowed to give out staff members' schedule information. If you'd like to book Sarah specifically, you'll need to talk to her very next time you meet her. The man on the other end of the call starts cursing very loudly and then hangs up. And then you see Emily come back out of the back room, briefly looking kind of scatterbrained. And then comes to you and is like, do we have any extra boxes of tissues? Yes, they're in the utility closet. Right. Um, and then skips out to the utility closet. At this point, you can briefly hear someone crying. But um, they just kind of very quickly stop. Did we see if the girl who ran into the back room is Sarah? Give me a one die fortune roll. That is a six. Right. You put two and two together as soon as that second phone call happened. Yeah, that's Sarah. Cat ducks into the bathroom, back room and goes, Someone called for you. Has a customer been weird at you? Do we need to ban someone? Weird is a... Oh my god... And at this point, you can see uh, in the orbit around Sarah that they've been crying so profusely that they've kind of run out of things to cry in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just like picking any soft object nearby. And they're like, this guy, I only met the guy once. And I thought that he was kind of cool. We were not the first two times, nothing bad happened. And then he got my number like my cell number I don't know I kinda I didn't know where else to go but I kinda also don't think I should be here right now but I kinda no, no, I don't it's okay this is where you should be this is 100% where you should be I want you to write down everything you know about this guy we're going to send that detail up to the boss we're gonna get this guy trespassed do you need us to arrange with someone to go home with you? Have you locked down your social media yet? I think we should arrange for you to take a few days off. Yeah, I... I didn't mention anything, but I did make a tweet saying that I mightn't be on uh, social for a little bit. I hadn't said anything about work yet because I didn't, I didn't know how I felt about... But it's just kind of... I don't know... It's okay. It's okay. The entire point of having a separate work account on social is so that we can then get off it when we need to. Okay. So what happens now? I just go home and do nothing for a few days? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say do nothing. I would say, you know, go home, make yourself a pot of soup, catch up on your sleep, 
take a bubble bath. Okay, I guess. And you know what? I don't want you on the train right now. I'm going to call a taxi. Okay, um... Sorry for troubling you. I just didn't know what it else... It is to- not trouble. No, no. Sarah, I know you've only been here a few months. This has happened to almost all of us at some point. It's okay. We know what it's like. We know how to deal with it. And I don't ever, ever want you to feel like you can't tell us about this. Sometimes, people are just creeps. That's not our fault, and we shouldn't have to pay for it. And it is here that I would like you to give me your obligation role. What is the attribute that you have the least actions in? Sun. Okay. And when you roll obligation at sun, your obligation involves scary people or circumstances or is physically taxing. (laughs) I didn't read that beforehand. That just kind of (laughs) happened. Yuck. Um, How many dice do I get today, Brandon? Right. Do you have any actions in sun? No, I do not. Right. So you will be rolling (laughs) 2d6 and taking the lowest uh, result. That will be a six. I have gotten a six and an eight. Wait, whoops. No, those are dual fours and I just can't read. (laughs) Okay, Hmm. four. So you take two stress, which is kind of interesting considering the way that that story has turned around because essentially you have, like you, you notice that Sarah's mood has improved somewhat. You feel this wave of utter annoyance around the time that you re- that you s- said that everyone working here has gone through this at least uh, at least once a part of you is like i was kind of hoping when i started being assistant manager here make sure that that stopped happening but it, i guess that people are still creeps people are still creeps and customers are unfortunately out of my control yeah so screw that guy in particular and that's like we pan out of Somnio, just as Emily is scouring images from cam- from previous video for everyone that has ever booked a, a, sit- a sit-down with Sarah and found this guy's face and is blowing it up, cutting it out, cutting it out into a JPEG and printing it into a book that is underneath the bar of just the undesirable people. The book already is 30 pages deep with photos and like literally the 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 title of the like the emily literally bought like a stencil to write on the cover of this large composition notebook fuck these guys in particular and like we pan out just as she closes that book we pan out to discover what nina is up to as it becomes closer to closing time on today's uh, day of work it's like around six. Well, it's just after six, just just like a few minutes before seven, rather. You're not supposed to be working this late, but because capitalism, you are. So what are you up to at this moment? Nina is at her desk, desperately trying to enter the last of a batch of information that was given to her by her boss and is once again cursing the fact that she works for a tech company who can't seem to automate this. Why is she having to do this manually? This really is very, very unpleasant. And 
She knows why, because it was explained to her there was some sort of snafu between a system that changed the way that it did a thing, and so they haven't updated the software yet that pulls in the information, and so they're you know they're waiting for the programmers to update the, the patch of something, and she's just like, I don't care because what this means is I'm sitting here manually entering this data when what I should be doing is going to my other job, which I'm going to be late for, and they're going to be mad at me about it. Okay. Might I ask then, what is your other job? So Nina also does delivery work in the evenings. And so once she gets out of work, she is going to have to ride her moped in and out of traffic, risking her life to get uh, to a different part of town where she will get in her delivery truck. And then she will proceed to pick things up from places and take them to other places until it is time to go home and sleep. Two things are happening immediately at this moment in time. As it nears seven o'clock, just as you're about to like finish manually entering all of this data, which is like a broken system upon a broken system, because not only are you doing it manually, but you're doing it on an outdated system, even though this company does have newer systems, they just never dedicated any to this, because it would mean that they wanted, to, because someone told someone that it would mean that they needed to start all over. And this is supposed to be to. automated, manually entering, this is actually extremely tedious and stupid, there's yeah. no reason for this to be the way to do, to do it. But mm-hmm. here we are. Like you, you are the only person in your building who is who is uniquely aware of the fact that this is a point of failure for the entire company. And if a power outage managed to blow this one computer, you'll never be able to work in this line of work again. But while that is happening, you notice two things happening all at once. One, your immediate supervisor is leave is has just stepped out of a door on a floor above you that you can see the balcony of from where you are sitting in my cubicle yeah and your phone is ringing both of those things are happening at once she checks her phone um you're getting a phone call from your delivery service what is the name of your delivery service uh we'll call it why didn't I think about this? Rapido Veloz. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'll spell that's, that here. <laughs> that's actually kind of neat. I think I spelled that right. So, you check your phone, and it's your immediate supervisor at Rapido, who has been trying to call you since five. <sighs> but this is the first time that you even noticed that your phone was even ringing. It's supposed to be off during business hours. I have it set on a special alarm so that I cannot receive calls because if I did, I would get in trouble. Yeah. Unfortunately, the thing is doing the thing. Because it's now past the time when that automatic shutoff exists. So. Yeah. Do you answer the phone? I answered the phone. Where are you? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I... I the, this a thing happened at my other job and I'm just, I'm so close. I'm almost finished and then I'll be out there and I'm so sorry. And I will work late so that I can finish it tonight. And no, no, I know that when no, 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 no. I, I want you to, I want you to hear what I'm about to tell you very clearly. You said that you needed more work because you needed more money. So I booked some of the best jobs that RV ever actually gets in this godforsaken city for you. You're supposed to move one of the biggest shipments we're going to see all week for one of our highest paying clients. That was supposed to happen a half an hour ago. 
And I'm now getting you to answer the phone because you're working somewhere else. Are they going to give you the bonus that I was going to give you if you did this? I hope no. they are. No? Then I'm you should. Sorry. Then you should probably prioritize the money that you're going to make and get here now. Okay. It didn't sound like that was an okay while moving. It sounded like you were still being patient in this moment. And we don't have time for patience. Uh, maybe you want to... I'm, 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 on, my, I'm on my way while, out. While, you, <laughs> while you're doing... While you're doing that, while you're on the phone and typing, your supervisor here at this building is gesturing very angrily towards you. I'm, I'm mouthing. I'm almost done as I'm typing with the phone on my shoulder. And uh, on the phone, they're like, so I'm going to see you in the next five minutes or I'm never going to see you again. Hangs up. No, no, please. I can't. Meanwhile, this other supervisor is like, the phone? I thought we had a policy here. But I thought that was during business hours. It's not business hours. Are you on the premises? This is a place of business, yeah? So if you're in the place of business, it's business hours. It's, it's over time. It's not over nothing. Are you done at least? Almost. You know, probably have helped that process a whole lot more quickly. If you weren't on the phone. See to it that that doesn't happen again. And as they're presently walking away from you, I would like you very much. Oh, I'm so sorry. I would like you so very much to please give me an obligation roll. Okay, so... I know, while you're doing that, I know that Andrew is here. <laughs> You've made quite a game. I, I'm feeling shame right now. And I think that that's on purpose and I commend you for it. Good lord, I hate all of these characters. But yes, Nina, please give me an obligation roll. What is the what is the attribute that you have the least amount of actions in? So I have the least in stars. If stars is rolled, your obligation puts you under social pressure or sets off your anxiety. I am very sorry. Oh my god. How many how <sighs> okay. many how many actions do you have? Zero. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Please so, it and take no stress. <laughs> nope, got a six and a one like everybody else. Uh, oh my god. Shout out to our five stress, everybody. Woo! So you take five stress. five stress. So you take five <laughs> stress. You you are immediately overwhelmed. Uh, you're kind of going through it in this moment. You're so going through it, in fact, that at this moment, you now have to finally make a decision. What's more important at this moment? Are you going to finish the data entry in front of you? Or are you going to leave a note saying that you will come in early to finish it in the morning? And are you going to leave to do your deliveries? So she's, she, can't, she physically can't make it in five minutes to the place. But she's hoping that her other boss was overreacting. And that if she makes it in 15 minutes, maybe that will be good enough. And uh, she's not going to make it in 15 minutes either. But, but mm -hmm. she's, she's telling herself that maybe mm -hmm. if she can manage to catch an elevator quickly and catch a garage elevator quickly and take some shortcuts in her moped through traffic, then she yeah. could maybe be there in 20 
to 25 yeah. minutes. You, you know that thing that we do when we just got in our car precisely at the point in time when we are already late for the thing? Yeah. And every minute that passes, we have constructed a new excuse as to why someone will let us, like, allow us for this one time. You are going through that for 40 minutes. But you do, oh, you do manage to get there in time for your supervisor to just lightly scold you and you do get some of your deliveries done. It's like on she waits for the elevator. Two elevators go by that are full of people such that she literally can't fit in them. The same thing happens when she gets to the parking garage. The piano player, usually in the lobby, who would normally calm her down as she's leaving to let her decompress for her, before her next job, already gone because it's been hours since their piano playing time has ended. She is on her moped, and every time she thinks she's going to be able to cut through traffic, somebody else cuts in her way so that she can't do the thing. And also there are cops everywhere. Why? They will ticket her and she will be in trouble. So she can't do the thing. And so she's definitely, by the time she gets there, wound tighter than a spring. Yeah. That, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. But you do manage to actually like, other than being scolded, your delivery work goes off without a hitch. And around... Nine in the evening, you are done with all of your work for that day. And that's when we'll transition into downtime. Each of you have two downtime actions each. And I'm going to open the floor by asking you all, is there anything that anyone would like to do anytime during it from the evening portion of today onwards that would count as downtime? Okay, so Nina is definitely <laughs> going to go to Monsieur and Rose's. <laughs> <laughs> because and she's she's gonna go with the intent to also pick up something for Kat and so she will text Kat and ask if Kat wants anything from Monsieur and Roses yes Kat absolutely wants a boba tea see royal milk tea half sugar and she likes the tiny type pearl okay you get to Monsieur and Rose's, and it's actually kind of bustling at this hour of the night. It's not entirely crowded, but it has gathered the critical mass of people whereby the line is always very long, but is always moving. So by the time that you get in line to actually make an order, they're like six people ahead of you, but it's moving pretty uh, briskly at this moment. It's not entirely noisy, but it's not entirely quiet either, because everybody's obviously having their own conversations. There is a table nearby that is free, and because Monsieur Andros's is typically a nicer place than most, there is a culture in this place of if you mark a table beforehand, if you let folks know that you are coming for a table beforehand, they will courteously allow you to just reserve that seat so yeah you order some stuff for cat do you order anything for yourself i imagine this is the kind of evening that you'd like to treat yourself because you've been yeah. through a lot yeah yeah and so um for downtime actions there are uh four primary actions which are social link help a friend recover investigation and work on a long-term project so for all that nina has come here for herself she has also come first to check on ruth Mm -hmm. who often has grumpy days. <laughs> and so, and, and because today Nina did not deliver to the cafe 
she wants to to just check up and see how things are going. But also Kat, who I don't know if Kat would have had time to text Nina anything about what was going on. Like, you know, uh uh-oh, another lockdown kind of situation. But because of season one end events, Nina is already on a hair trigger with everybody. And so the two downtime actions she's going to be essentially trying to do uh, at once are going to be the social link and help a friend recover. So the social link action that is attached to Inner Maze of Dreams is share an intimate moment, which works very uniquely, um, which we will get to as that scene plays out. But to get to that point, I will ask then, Ruth, what are you doing when uh, Nina shows up? Are you, at, are you at the counter or are you elsewhere? I think Ruth has briefly stepped out from behind the counter because um, he's decided to go um, clean down the tables because it's bustling. We probably just got past like the critical mask of peak business hours at Mazira and Rose's. So he's just quickly wiping everything down and making sure that the next batch of tables is ready for people to come in and sit. And so he's wiping down a table, the table that you mentioned was free, when Nina comes in and he can immediately tell she looks awful. So he just looks at her in that I'm dead inside way that is his normal everyday face and just takes the silverware bucket that he was holding, takes all the silverware out of it and puts the bucket on the table (laughs) to claim it and stalks back behind the counter and then stands casually but extremely conspicuously like he's not waiting to just jump on the cash the instant she gets to it in line. (sighs) Okay. So you eventually do get in line, like get to the head of the line and place your order. So I take it that means that Ruth will be around that point to actually see you place your order? Yes. Ruth is actually just going to see which cache that Nina's going to go to, and then just not exactly shoulder his coworker out of the way because he's too short to do that, but he's just going to step in front of him and be like, I mean, you yeah, have this enough- is my cache to- <laughs> You you would have applied enough force that if you did want to actually shove someone, you would. But I would probably do that person a great deal of damage. Um, yes, it would. So he just steps in front of them to take the cash. Like, oh, now you, you can change off and do the drinks. Well, because I just changed off from doing the tables, which are done, so I can come back to the cash. It's just that very uh, customer service flow. So you see Ruth at the at the counter. This is a moment for you all to talk. Uh, yeah, Nina's like, hey, he's putting in her regular order already. <laughs> yeah, and I, I say, oh, and Kat also. He looks at her and then puts in Kat's regular order. <laughs> and then um, while he's still staring at Nina, puts in t- an order for two red bean and sesame croissants. And then also puts in two orders of peanut mochi without breaking any eye contact <laughs> <laughs> nina is looking down looking up nina opens her mouth to object and then closes her mouth again because this is a thing that has happened many times before and the first few times nina argued about this and ruth just stonewalled just just actually the first time it happened nina was like oh no please let me pay for it and ruth was like shut up and left <laughs> after paying 
<laughs> and but Nina is used to this now, and mm-hmm. so it's she, she just does not object. <laughs> okay. After he enters all of this, then he goes anything else. He what puts in two Kinakomochis too. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. And then he taps his debit card on the machine <laughs> and hands her the receipt. <sighs> okay, so for the social link mm-hmm. role, because I, I'm realizing that recovery is actually not a thing that you can use on stress, unfortunately. It's only it for is if not. there's actual harm. So I'm just going to be doing social links today. So for this particular social link, I think that I am going to see if Ruth wants to eat outside with me. Like, take a quick break on the, like, in the loading dock kind of area. When she asked, uh, he's making the drinks. And he goes, Kat's drink will go cold. Can you make hers right before I leave? Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying you. Sorry, I'm sorry. You don't have to. I mean, it's okay if you don't want to. Uh, I'm opening the door. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. In the delivery bay, he's... Um, so before Nina was delivering things regularly here, um, it was just the delivery bay with the cart and everything, and now there's, like, a little foldy table and two little foldy chairs, and there's a little homemade tablecloth, and there's a little mason jar with flowers cut from Ruth's garden in the little thing. Yeah, and he just keeps it there just in case Nina happens to be delivering one of these days because Nina should have something nice to look at. Uh, so, yeah, Nina takes some of the food, sits down, and proceeds to tell Ruth about the latest, like, ridiculous TikTok that she saw that wait is Vic the TikTok sender did we establish that okay so Vic Vic sends everybody <laughs> silly TikToks and so TikToks we call them yeah there we call them something else that is uh different from TikTok yeah mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> we will establish names for the social media later on my I do not have enough <laughs> brain power to do that tonight but we will establish entirely new social media outlets only inappropriate names came through my head just now. Anyway, so... Um, Same! <laughs> yeah, clip, clip clap sounds fun. Let's go with that, Mike, for now. And so... <laughs> okay. Um, so, so yeah, so Nina Nina pulls out her phone and uh, is like, oh, you gotta see the, the video that Vic sent. Check it out. And so they watch it together. And, yeah. Did, I mean, does Ruth want to say about their social influencer who was at Monsieur and Rose's again? Or Ruth will mention... Um, this person, because Ruth knows that Nina has a person in her social sphere that's also super <laughs> clip-clap <laughs> uh, uh, involved. So, yeah, he'll mention that, um, just dropping the information there. And it's hilarious because he doesn't say, like, oh, did you know that today I saw this thing? Wow, what could that possibly be? It's more like, today there was this. <laughs> and then just waiting <laughs> to see <laughs> if Nina knows anything about that. But yeah. Nina gets that this is how he, quote, socializes. Oh, totally. And then Nina would be like, oh, let's see if somebody, um, like, like did, like, linked Monsieur and Roses in the review. Or, like, and so she does a search for it to try to find whatever the video was. Does she locate it, Brandon, or no? <laughs> oh, Lord. 
What's the worst name for this influencer I can imagine? Um, <laughs> you, no. Do you want it to just be the one that I already made up, or you want it to be a different one? <laughs> like, nah, it has. Hmm, hold on. I'm trying to think of a terrible. I know. Yeah. <laughs> bubble tea shop reviewer name. <laughs> um. Right. So <laughs> this uh, influencer's username on this video social media platform that we are not calling Clip Clap. Her username on the app is Trixie Cash. <laughs> Nine-tenths of her profile is clothing hauls that are in the, f- the top four figures at their cheapest, or just videos of her eating at places. And there is... A long-form video that is an hour and a half long, and several dozen, like, one-minute shorts of Trixie Cash drinking drinks at Monsieur and Rose's. Like, she, you have no idea when at the, at, like, Ruth, now that you're glancing back at this, you have no idea when during that entire process she ever got individual shots of each glass. Or when she wrote any of the captions for any of the one-minute shorts. But they're all there. The only time, that, every time, uh, the, the whole time that you saw it, it looked like all she did was drink in front of these cameras. But she did a whole thing. She worked very hard when you weren't looking, it would seem. He's really offended by this. <laughs> like, and this is partly why Nina keeps showing him social media things, because he gets so offended whenever it's things that he's seen. So he sees this and he goes, that's not how I remember it. Yeah. He gets really mad. (laughs) Also of note, she didn't seem to enjoy most of the things that you served. For whatever reason, she she hated almost all of her drinks. I was very mean about it. She sucks. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. He's also a liar. That is not how it happened. Yeah, a lot of a lot of her reviews in, uh, include her assuming that, like, guessing that a thing has a certain ingredient and being wrong, but still. This yeah. social linking time just devolves into Ruth speaking the most words consecutively that he has probably in about three weeks, just saying this person is a moron. <laughs> and Nita's like, ah! Because <laughs> it's great seeing Ruth mad about somebody else. <laughs> Nina's excited that Ruth cannot punch this person because they are not here. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, this this does not have to devolve into violence because there's no outlet for this violence. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, there are still outlets for the violence. It's just that they're all inanimate and they, uh, most of them belong to you. So, All right. So I need to pick an appropriate action for this uh, social link role. I'm going to go with empathize. (laughs) But, of course, before we roll, in downtime, you may share an intimate moment with another protagonist. Describe the circumstances of your encounter and how you are vulnerable in this moment. Then ask the other protagonist, do you share this moment or set boundaries? So that question actually goes to you, Ruth. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you because I should ask you. (laughs) He doesn't want to stress Nina out because Nina already looked really, really stressed. And when she showed him the videos, 
it was like, oh, okay, this is this is a time for Nina to unstress. It's not a time for me to unstress. So <laughs> actually, it would be kind of funny trying to see how he practices being vulnerable because it's something that he hasn't done until he actually met this crew. So you know what? Let's just say after they watch a whole hour of Trixie Terrible Person bashing all of these drinks that she doesn't even know the proper toppings of, he hands the phone back to Nina. And Nina's looking much better and like her soul looks watered. Um, her fields are, you know, fertilized. Her crops are blooming. And then he just kind of grates out. Something happened today. Just bleh. <laughs> What happened? I mean, besides her. Well, a police officer happened. Oh. I didn't hit him. Oh, that's good. That's I remembered. Good. I, I, I remembered. It wasn't time. Yeah. He looks a little proud of himself. I'm really yes. proud of you. <laughs> now he does look proud of himself. <laughs> and then immediately hands her the croissant that she hasn't eaten yet. And she eats the croissant. <laughs> nice. So, because Ruth shared this moment with you, you roll plus one D. Uh, so what action uh, will you be rolling? Okay, I, I'm going to roll Empathize, and I do have one dot in that. Mm-hmm. So you'll be I rolling... Don't... So you'll be rolling the two dice. Um, okay, and actually I get, because of my character, I get plus one D when rolling a social link. So I get three. Aha, you got three! Nice! Yes. So, three D6. I got a four, a three, and a three. Okay, so on a four or five, you gain two links, but the other player gets to assign them as they choose. So, Ruth, how would you like to distribute two links between the two of you? Okay, so I was just going to clarify that when social links happen, they're only between the two characters Mm -hmm. involved in that link. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ruth is not someone to monopolize, so one link for you and one link for me. (laughs) Sounds good. Yay, democracy. (laughs) Okay, nice. This is a good place to also mention that even though you you have just been in this intimate moment, Ruth, you have two downtime actions. So if you just wanted to do that again... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am all. I am. I am definitely in favor of simply coloring this scene as several minute bonding moments that have all taken place at the same time. If you wanted to uh, share an intimate moment in this uh, in this scene or elsewhere, I think because Nina asked for Ruth to finish Cat's drink um, right before she went to go see Cat. We could finagle it um, so that because uh, Ruth started later, and this is much later in the day, he could basically wait until Nita was saying, all right, so I'm going to see Kat at this time, ha ha. And then he'll say, I finish at time that is not actually that time, but close to that time, which is silently asking to be invited along. Yes. Um, well, yeah, so that definitely. we can get the, yeah, so that we can get all three characters together. And maximize on downtime actions that way. Yeah, cool. Works for me. So, 
as it gets just a little bit later, one of the other attendants at Monsieur Andros's just kind of knocks on the glass while you all are talking and says, like, kind of mouths to you, why are you still here? <laughs> at which point you remember you still have the drink to make for Kat. So you kind of rush towards, you kind of rush to do that. Um, Ruth gives that co-worker the finger as he goes back to make the oh drink. Oh, God. He's actually a nice guy. He 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 tends to be very <laughs> annoying, but he's not an unpleasant person. He gives him the finger in a friendly way. <laughs> Which means that he stops staring at him partway through doing it. I see. Noted. Yep. With that, both I think, of you- I think also then if 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 Ruth is now coming to just to drop off the drink for Kat. Then at that point, you know, be like, oh, let me text Vic and see what they're up to and whether they want to come hang out near Kat's place of work at somewhere that is not because we can't afford it. Ruth is going to make a drink for Vic if Vic says yes. And Ruth is going to pay for it and Vic cannot do anything about it. Okay. Uh, Let's see if we can get people together. So... uh... Does that mean that you're all going to arrange to meet at Somnio or elsewhere? Okay. I, I think we'll either have... in front of or behind Somnio, <laughs> depending. Some, we could say like lo- loading in... dock or, yeah, not actually. There's like in... a couple different 24 hour restaurants in the area. Like, there is definitely a very rundown and looking Takavia. There's a ramen place. There are options for people who are, you know, Coming out late and drunk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so we also need to qualify, of course, because you live in Cloud Harbor. When you mean there are 24-hour restaurants, do you mean fast food? Or do you mean things that masquerade as fast food, but actually their entrees cost $60 upwards? <laughs> oh, there's definitely both. Somnio is near enough a train station that there's, like, a fair mix as well. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know the neighborhood, it is definitely easy to stumble into the wrong one and have to just backpedal very quickly to get out of there. Is this the one coin ramen shop? Or is this the shop where you're going to pay $20 for a bowl? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I'll say. Which is actually really cool, because this is a part of Cloud Harbor that I already imagined in my brain. Technically qualified by uh, something that Iori had said earlier, but still. So there is a part of town not too far away from Somnio, like literally just uh, like a walk away, that is just like a two-block stretch of fast food and small food stalls that people typically go to whenever they're going to any of the bars in the area and need to step away to sober up. So here you can you can get crepes, you can get really well done ramen. There is a fried chicken place on the other side of the street. There is literally like a, a, a small wheeled kiosk where you can get takoyaki even if you wanted. Anything that you can imagine eating specifically because you either are drunk or are planning to get drunk this evening, just two a uh, two block stretch of that, and at the edge of that, at the edge of that block, kind of wickedly, is a 
small self uh, like a small building that just is self-serve beer that you kind of just like uh, pay contactlessly and just pour yourself your own pint and you get to keep the glass but it's there to tempt people into continuing to drink and therefore never being sober anyway but the fried chicken place there is very good the ramen place there is very good and there is like a steak and fries and burgers place there as well that is all right but very cheap so where are you headed ruth tells uh nina because he doesn't know the area outside somnio very well so he tells nina to tell cat to tell them uh, <laughs> a cheap place to meet up cat is going to text back with details for like this teeny tiny 24-hour copy tim that does the best nasi lima in town. Ruth has a soft spot for coffee tiam, so he is immediately very pleased, and then immediately hates the sensation. Okay, so I take it you're all headed there then. When we mean small, we do mean small. It's not like it is impossible to find space inside, but it kind of only has enough seating area for the four of you and maybe one other person but like it's designed more open air in that like you're essentially just kind of sitting at the edge of the street anyway uh so y'all could just hang out there or find somewhere else on this already very well lit street where you could just find like another bench etc to sit on uh instead uh so you meet up here ruth and nina arrive there just around the same time as Kat does, and then Vic arrives. Ruth hands them their drinks. He doesn't say hi. He also gives them a baked good or a mochi good. You see Ruth just offload like three bags and some plastic drink containers to you all. Kat is absolutely delighted. And thanks, Ruth, profusely. I'd like to think that Ruth, no matter which way Vic approaches from, surprises Vic with their drink. <laughs> like, Just like the, the off-screen arm coming in like, here's your drink. Yeah. You came here last, you're, you can see everyone, and then the drink just kind of appears, and you're like, what? But the drink is still perfectly fresh. So are the pastries and the mochi. You all sit and just kind of... Uh, chill out for a bit. At this moment, any of you can choose if you want to perform a downtime action. If you are performing a social link action, um, share, a, uh, share an intimate moment, you can decide who you're sharing it with and under what circumstances. So in my mind, we're all on the same bench. Like, we're all sitting on the same bench having drinks. Ruth, in classic Ruth fashion, is not on the bench with everyone else. He's standing off to the side of the bench but not in a, I'm deliberately withholding myself from the group because I can't stand them kind of way. But I am guarding the rest of these people mm -hmm. to make sure they have a good time kind of way. So you know how roosters are when they're just like by their hens and their hens are doing <laughs> their thing and the rooster's just there doing. <laughs> so he's kind of like that right now, <laughs> but with these three people on a bench. Kat is going to offer an intimate moment to Ruth by kind of, she's sitting on one of the ends of the bench and kind of leans off in Ruth's direction and says, 
Hey, um, if you have time in the next few nights, we had to trespass someone today, and it would make the girls feel safer if maybe you had a little time to just, you know, swing by? Bring Henrietta. Everyone loves Henrietta. We haven't seen her for like a week. So for the chat and for anyone watching, Henrietta is a very, 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 very old French lady who saw Ruth knitting one day on public transit and decided, here's the boy. <laughs> Hello, boy. <laughs> my grandson. Oh, my God. There you are. Oh my god, you gonna... almost killed me. I was drinking. Oh my lord. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yes, so um, this extremely old French lady saw this surly, scarred, knitting, gray-haired young man and was like, yes, that one. I'm adopting him. And decided that because he needed more friends, she was just going to take him to this really nice little restaurant where she met all these really nice girls who are all her granddaughters now. So definitely Henrietta is a regular at the hostess bar. Yes. <laughs> Everyone who, who loves her. Everyone who meets her loves her. And that's partly because they don't have to do any of the fake flirting or anything. If you get Henrietta's table, you just got a paid break. She's an angel. None of the girls from Somnio are 100% sure, like, does she know what our business is? <laughs> but they are not going to look a free grandmother in the mouth, especially <laughs> given how many of them have had complicated relationships with families or estranged families, etc., etc., so Ruth is standing by the bench with uh, his arms crossed, and when Kat leans over to ask this of him, he kind of does that shifty eyes thing of, I think something else is being asked of me here, and then kind of leans over and goes, you need someone in the hospital? <laughs> no, no. We need a deterrent. We don't need an enforcer this time. Unless he tries to come in, in which case, I won't stop you as long as you don't get any stains on the carpet. Boss was really, really upset about that. He made me shampoo it myself. Ruth says, hold on a moment. Goes around the bench to Nina. <laughs> leans in. <laughs> and says, right in front of Cat. Cat thinks I might have to beat up somebody. No, no, me? I don't want you to beat someone up. I would really like to avoid that. I just You're want you to look like I'm you can beat to. someone up so that people don't do anything to provoke a beating up. What do you think? <laughs> I, okay, so Nina knows the circumstances. And so Nina will say, I think that you should help Kat. Because it will make other people feel better and safer. Nina has heard about the book. She's probably seen like a couple photos of specific pages because a couple of those guys were Nina's awful co-workers. And Kat was just like, hey, hey, this guy so much as talks to you in the lunchroom, just goes straight to HR. So with that, Ruth goes back around a bench to Kat and says, cool. 
And Cat says, thank you. And she's using her real voice, not her sultry word voice. So they can tell she's being sincere. Ruth likes the real voice better because when he first met Cat, it was at Somnio because Henrietta dragged him there. So the entire time he was just sitting there kind of like a cornered fox, just going, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what is happening? I'm going to ask Ruth a question one of these sessions, but not today. I'm just going to oh. note that I have to ask that question. So I will say that that scene counts as sharing an intimate moment between Ruth and Kat, but instigated by Ruth. Uh, Wait, it wasn't instigated by me? I thought I had finally figured out a decently in-character way to use confess. <laughs> ah, no, right, yes, you are, you are correct. That, that, that was you. I forgot how that scene started. Right, yes. Um, Full disclosure, chat, I have spent the last two hours kind of worrying about, oh no, why did I pick the time traveler and then design a character for whom confess is just fundamentally opposed to how they live their life? I mean, I, I think that's going to be fun. Trust me, I'm going to find ways in which that's going to be actually very engaging. But, Ruth, again, do you share this moment or do you set boundaries? Um, I'm going to say that you did, share, you did share that moment, I think. It's I a think, little um, late for that, yes. yeah. Yeah, because he did accept the job. He is totally seeing this as a job. Sorry, Kat, mm -hmm. this is probably going to oh, cause no, some problems if the nasty man appears. <laughs> but yes, he's like, cool, a job. Nice. Cool. So you get to uh, roll your Atlan plus 1D. What Atlan will you be rolling? Confess. Okay. So that's so here is our 2D6. 2D6. That's an 8. Ah, so a 3 and a 5. So your 5 means two links, but uh, Ruth gets to determine how they're assigned. Again, doesn't believe in monopolizing anything. So one for Ruth, one for Cat. Yay! Okay. Yay! So that means Kat and Nina both have one downtime action each, and Ruth and Vic still have their two downtime actions. I will open the floor again to you all, if anyone wants to take an action. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvaneleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there 
there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.